Managers make the difference. Great managers can lead teams to greatness and success. But when managers don't know how to lead teams, everyone gets frustrated. Hi, this is Maurice, and welcome to Winning in the Workplace. Hey everybody, this is Nathan. This is Leah. This is Maurice. Today on Winning in the Workplace, well first of all, welcome to Winning in the Workplace. This is the show where we believe that developing communication and professional skills of your executives, managers, and staff is what is going to help everyone win in the workplace. Now today we're talking about managers, talking about managers and, uh, and leaders, and I think that there is a pretty popular narrative out there. Um, among staff, particularly, whenever you have to talk with managers, right, right. that any interaction with them is probably not going to be all that useful. That if you get called into a meeting, it's a meeting that you know is probably going to be better suited in an email. Like it could have been an email. Like do it. Uh, yeah. A lot of stuff like that, thinking yeah. that they probably are not as useful as they seem. They're, I think that's a very good yeah, point. I, I think we I don't like dealing with them at all. I think by and large, managers get a bad rap. Okay, we see it in TV shows, The Office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Absolutely. movie, uh, kind of seen like Office the bumbling, space. yeah, the bumbling idiots out there. Yeah, it's it's well, and what I would say is, do y'all do y'all think that it's something that we just like to hate on managers? It's just hey, we like to have fun with them. It's we all find them really annoying. Or do you think that there's a certain type of uh, do y'all think there's a behavior that's been going on for a few decades now that's kind yeah, of put us in this place? It's, it's tough. It's the big managers is is probably the single most difficult thing out there. Well, you've got to deal with executives, which sometimes yeah. can come across as, uh, I guess, maybe... I guess the manager, you might be able to feel like a babysitter sometimes with executives, yeah, I, and you definitely feel like a babysitter with staff. So I, I, I had I had right. a friend tell me that they were listening to our radio show. She was she was driving to to Lafayette nearby, and she said, "Hey, I, I turned I turned your show on, and and you started talking about problems in the office. And man, Maurice, I was so relieved you didn't get onto the staff that you that you that that huh? your show." gets onto managers more and i was like oh no i don't want to come across as that we're getting onto people you know well but we, her point was that she was happy that we're that we're addressing what nobody wants to talk about right, and it's that a is, very it's, it's a leadership subject. issue it's right. it's a leadership issue that when you get managers by themselves almost like in a manager locker room okay yeah they are they they they're just when we when we have managers in training Yes. When it's just managers, it's like a locker room conversation where they just, they feel like no one understands them because they get shot from That's both sides. Saying. They right. get shot from the executive. They get shot from the mat, from the people below. It's their fault for doing. It's their fault for not doing. They try to step up. The executives won't right. let they're them. They're not pushing they, the goals of well, the executives. And they're not taking care of the problems and, and, and the staff. And they get... Who do you have to let the steam off with? I mean, you, if, a if lot of you, times you don't. If staff has right. a problem with their managers or executives, then obviously they have one another. Managers might have one another, but then again, you're dealing with so much sensitive material that you're going to be stepping on toes. Well, right, I, I heard one. I heard one time somebody say, "Being a manager is like being a parent." Okay, mm. when the grandparents and the kids come at you. So when you're a parent, yeah, that's never when, fun. You, when you're a parent, your the grandparents and your kids get along. Right, 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 and you're the one because you're the bad guy. Oh, okay, yeah, so right. I, I do think that managers a lot of times experience the old cliche of leadership is a lonely thing. 
and and so they try to make friends with the people at the front lines that can. They try to make friends with people at the top. But they're not taken seriously. Oh, which is going to be. I mean, I the last time that I was. Uh, well, I guess being managed by a manager, he all the time would come into the office, and I knew that I would hear bad things going on about uh, about executives, which is sometimes fun to hear about as a staff well, member. It's nice right. hearing bad things because they don't know how to behave like managers. Oh, right, and but so, I know they. I mean, that completely undermined uh, oh, yeah. the way that I saw some executives. Oh, oh absolutely, yeah. and we see that a lot where managers, yeah, they're they're trying to play they favorites. No, they yeah. want to be your friend. But yeah, when you get called into the meeting, you don't know when the manager calls you in. Okay, or is this going to be a friend? Is yeah, he trying to be my friend, think, or am I ready to I get think the whole thing of playing favorites? Is, oh. oh yeah, all we right. Gotta take a little break. Here take a break. Time for headline news. All right. First of all, Fox Business announces that Facebook plunges twenty yeah. percent as revenue uh, user growth disappoints. Wow, twenty percent. That's a that's a lot. That's a lot. Mark oh, there was one. Mark Zuckerberg lost billions. Yeah, and you think rough wow. day for him yesterday. I mean, I lose a hundred. Well, y'all heard ago, about know. those comments that Mark Zuckerberg made not too long ago. He got in big trouble yeah. with the. Uh, so yeah. yeah, he's not doing all that well right so. now. The Advocate announces that ShinTech is to make a major investment in Plaquemine expansion to create one hundred plus new jobs. Wonderful. What is? What is awesome. Congratulations, it's a plant. Shintech. It's a, okay, yeah. power plant. plant. Yeah, okay, it's a, it's well that's a, good. It's pretty, yeah. So. Uh, then lastly, we've got Gallup poll reports that fourteen percent of employees strongly agree that performance reviews inspire them. I think if you do that on a pretty regular basis, that makes sense. I would think they're scary well, see, every six months because you there's so much percent is a very low number. Right? That, oh, that is true. That okay, is also that is a low. terribly low number, and I think it's because what you mentioned that performance reviews are left up to being one time a year. Right, and they're you terrifying. When and they're terrifying. It's like that. yeah, you can't. Yeah, so yeah, good, good headline. I think we might have time for another one. The Advocate reports that a budget surplus has been approved. Baton Rouge officials dream of. More fresh food and less crime. Well, that's good. Nothing about a uh, a bridge though, which is pretty much what I, <laughs> I know. The time that we're and getting for. around this traffic, but hey. Uh, uh, well, we talked about how there are. Well, would y'all say that there are legitimate things that managers have gotten into bad habits of? Yes, that, absolutely. Uh, yeah, and they don't know absolutely. how to get out of it. Leah brought one up, and that is playing favorites. Uh, now that's with just anyone playing favorites with the staff. With the, I, I guess you can't I, really play favorites with the executives. I think it goes manager. with the executives as well. I mean, it does. I, I, we do see it, it does. you'll There's have your favoritism. favorite executive that you go talk to and. Don't tell it to the other one, two, three, five, oh, and you get in a lot of problems. Well, I could see executives wanting to befriend certain managers because I guess if an executive can uh, your project will can get butter approved. up, yeah, can butter up a manager, then you might be able to manipulate some some see, projects. And yeah. and we get asked a lot of times. Well, I mean, I should be able to go talk to anybody and create alliances, and we are all in favor of that. Okay. Oh, yeah. Sure. But we say is take those conversations back into the rooms or the meeting rooms where the decisions are being had. Oh, yeah. So that it does. So that so because you, you have to ask yourself questions. Where is the conversation really happening? It's kind of like the party after the party. We just had a meeting, yet we all know that we're all going to go talk to our favorite people afterwards, and that's where the confusion comes in because we're not really talking when the decisions are being made. We're taking the conversation to our to our favorite people. Well, and and I think that uh, another big example of uh, a manager that it, it's probably yeah. it feels fun, it feels nice, but I really hate whenever a manager tries to kind of be my friend if yeah, I'm a staff that's member, so, which is annoying uh, in the long run. I think right. So could we play the clip that we brought in the one yeah, yeah, yeah. from I'm the sure office? It's become a yeah. big, a much more popular show recently. It's the office. the office. Michael Scott, the man that we'll be hearing in the clip, he's the manager of the office, and it's always just about being friends with people. 
I am the boss, and apparently I can't say anything. Well, that that's my that's true in a way. You you can't say anything. Where's the line? Where's the line, Jan? Do you need to see the video again, Michael? No, I've seen the video. You talked the whole time. No, we didn't. Attention, everyone. Hello. Uh, yes, I just want you to know that uh, this is not my decision, but from here on out, we can no longer be friends. <laughs> and when we talk about things here, we must only discuss uh, work-associated things. And uh, you can consider this my retirement from comedy. Oh, I think I think there's one there that we, I think we'll talk about later because it kind of touched on two points. But I guess part of it is that you don't ever, whenever you have to give bad news, you never want it to seem like it's coming from you. You always want to say that this is the, ex hey, listen, man, I, I know this sucks, this this idea that I'm making you do, but it's not my idea. It, it's from someone else. What, what, that ahead. happens a lot oh, with yeah, managers. The, what the managers see, they, they tend to take, we, we all tend to take the baby out, throw the baby out with the bathwater yeah. because we say we can't be friends and so we become this stoic, official, distant, okay, but no. Right, how do you mix that together? Well, it's, you, you have to, there's certain behaviors you got to start and there's some don't and one of them is is you just can't complain about the company anymore when you become a manager or supervisor you can't go to your staff and complain about the company you have to you do that with the executives you, you do you do that with your peer managers mm. as long as it's only managers in the room oh yeah okay, okay yeah like if or, the water cooler. or you complain up in the meetings in with the, the meetings that's right so and when you're in closed rooms with the executives or the managers you can complain Right. Okay. But but your staff can never hear you complain about the company, about other managers, about the executives, because what you're trying to do is you're trying to gather get, garner some friendship with the staff, but right. you're, you're violating the principles of leadership because you're you're acting like you're like you were when you were back a staff member and you forgot that you're a leader. Well, and sometimes you're going to have to deliver some really nasty news, and if you become yeah. friends with that person, then you're pretty much shooting yourself in the foot as a manager. We actually, in, in our workshops, when people come, we hear this from managers all the time. How do I do this? And a lot of times the managers will tell us they've been promoted. They mm -hmm. were excellent workers or excellent staff. And some managers came, promoted them, and now they're managers. But now my friends are back that, there. That, oh. that, that, ha that happens a lot. So right? I guess the, the best sales rep becomes the sales manager. That's uh, true. So the it best the best customer service rep becomes the team leader for that, that customer service. Right, becomes you know? their manager. And they, they're made managers and the company doesn't train them and teach them what it what what can you say what can't you say how to be a friend to your employees okay how not to be quote friend with your employees and how to create the difference and because companies don't spend time training the newly promoted folks then well, teaching, and I think I that's mean, what we're talking about, teaching a manager how to actually manage. Yeah, you can't, you can't blame them. The, these people, I mean, they're humans. Well, you usually... They, they had friends, and now I can't be friends with them? What are you talking about? And, and I mean, You're a staff it, person on a Friday and then a manager on a Monday. That, that, right. Yeah, yeah. It goes that fast. Yeah, so... Um, well, so but I, if, if you do go down that path and you stick with that, so it makes sense then why someone who is a manager might want to still be friendly with the staff because they know those people. They've known them. They know every... They know who they're boyfriends and girlfriends are they've probably been out hanging out with everyone they've all hung out at each other's houses and now they're a manager right. all right so let's say you and i are colleagues we're staff we're frontline we're staff members okay? yeah we're employees yeah all right and you get promoted yeah okay? but we've been friends for a long time uh-huh okay yeah. now does that mean you and i can't go play baseball anymore 
Does that mean no? No, no, no. Does that mean you're still you, friends? Does that mean you and I right. can't can't uh, go barbecue like we between our, our our wives? You know what I'm saying? No. But the relationship has changed. It's but the not relationship the same was changed as before. And and if if you got promoted and I didn't, you yeah. know, I certainly don't want it to get to your head and become arrogant and distant. Right. No. And forget the people you were working there, with. There you go. That's that's that. Say that again. And forget the people that forget you were working with. Forget the people with. and forget my issues. I, right. you, you, you know my issues. You, know you, <laughs> you were, were just complaining about it too. You and I were complaining just last right. month of the right. seven or eight, ten things. Now you're a supervisor. Don't forget. Now you have access to the solutions. Now Don't the, forget your friends down here. Go serve my needs and go help me. Go help me fix my problems. Now the, that's what a friend does. The important thing for them to get stuff done would be to really push for certain issues with the executives. Like, yes, right. So I guess would it be possible? I know, and I don't want to go on a tangent here, but do the executives sometimes like would a bad role of an executive? Because of course the executives are choosing the managers. I would. Well, that's think. why they hire them. Right? Yeah. that's why they promoted them. Correct. Is there ever a time where the executive will sometimes choose someone that they think they might be able to manipulate more into getting stuff done? I don't want that to be much of a tangent, but I don't uh, know if that's maybe. Okay. Maybe, but but our experience. We've been doing this for 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 a long time. Uh-huh. Okay. Our experience has shown that across the board, executives are not looking for that. Someone that that. they can walk over. Quite the opposite. They really want the people they promote to managers to take over. Okay. They want them to succeed because I'm tired of running things. I'm tired of being the manager. And look, I see that you're a good sales rep. Perhaps you can be a great sales manager. So I'm, 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 I'm betting on you. And I want you to take over. But three months later, I see that you're weak in a lot of areas, and then I get frustrated, and then I start manipulating you. Mm. Why? Because I got to do something with you, so I start trying to figure you out. Yeah. But that's not the. That's it, not the. Initial I think they intention. see some. They see some very positive qualities. Yes, without in a doubt, and yeah. the the people they pick to but, be managers. But what the executives did not do is send them to training. And I know it just sounds so self-serving <laughs> every time. You know, it's like we're all. <laughs> but yes, that's why we're doing a radio show. That's why we're talking. Well, and about that's it. why we do train send, managers. That's right. Because send it's your managers to training. It's also problem. a difficult. I don't know. It seems like a difficult uh, skill set. Like it's not really something that's taught that often. In like you know high schools or university, it, it, it isn't. Like, it's very much like here's something that you're supposed to do. Go and do it. Like it's I, not. It doesn't seem bred we, into we many ha- people. We have but, trained um, yeah. a, a lot of interns and uh-huh. who who come out of business school, who come out of bit, uh, marketing right. uh, majors, and they go through our program and they quickly tell us, man, they 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 didn't teach us any of this in college. Yeah, and it is a lot of the practical elements of how to be a leader, and so I think. I know we don't have a whole lot in this segment, mm-hmm. but, but I think I need to touch on this point, Nathan. You, you you hit a really good point. Being a manager has nothing to do with what your job was before you got promoted. Right. I'm sure that right. it helps that you work there and you well, know no. the yeah. If you're a good sa- the if, you're, if you're a good salesman, if you're a good sales rep, okay, well, then you're going to manage sales reps. Well, yeah, being the fact that you have those sales skills gives you – could give you a, a, tr- right. a tremendous amount of respect. And there is nothing right? worse than having a manager that does ha- has no idea what your job right. is right. like. But it is true, just like in sports, you don't have to be a good basketball player for you to be a good basketball coach. Oh no, that's so true. the skills of the skills of managers are separate skills than the actual skills of the employees. Even though you were once a great employee, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, so th- there is a difference. And again, it just comes to to. Giving the giving the managers the tools and the two tools is train them, and, right. the, and the other tool is uh, 
teach them about their personality and their and their management skills. Given the tests, okay, the surveys, the surveys that we are, okay, yeah. and we have surveys that that executives should give to their employee, their managers, so they can fill out the questions online and show them how they. Well, how use, they manage, yeah. yeah. How they manage, they, and then they can whether kind of train. Passive aggressive, whether they're good, co- whether they're mentors, whether they're weak at being mentors, you know. Yeah, and, yeah, oh and, yeah. And, we'll and, see where their strengths and weaknesses are because they do have great amount of strengths well, and then their know, weaknesses on sometimes it helps to be able to see it on paper you're able to be like oh that's exactly what i'm doing like it's not just me like there's actually a way that i can work through this well do y'all do y'all mind if we go through i know we talked about the issue about them wanting to be friends with people and talk about kind of the problems if you are trying to be friends with your staff it'll cause certain problems right yes it does. yes would it you does. say yes yeah we see that we definitely see when when you're trying to do that and you've been promoted or even if you're coming in new to it that there's there's difficult issue uh, dealing with issues when because difficult you, yeah. issues arise and it feels it, like a friend giving another friend bad news if you try and go down that right road. if you have to go back to your staff where you used to work with or even if you're new to it and and to deal with those difficult issues if you've not been taught how to deal with the issues and how to bring them on board of we're going to have to do this project together and you know you're going to get you know some negative feedback how, as a manager, do you deal with this and not blame your executives? Well, we, we have a clip of something of an example like yeah, this, again, from the office. Yep. This is dealing with having to fire someone. What if you're friends with these people and you don't want to? Right. Jim, definitely. No, Jim brings in money. Phyllis. <sighs> Stanley. Pam. Oscar. Meredith. Kevin. Angela. It's not a popularity contest, although it does make sense to fire the least popular because it has the least effect on morale. So yeah. there's a manager who has to fire somebody, and he's, and he's going straight to, to the emotions. He, he, and he's wanted to take the path of least resistance instead of being consistent and and disciplining, firing, dismissing people based on performance. And we see this all the time. We were talking about it this week where uh, a staff had turned in her resignation. We're like, oh, you know, the manager didn't want to do the firing. That's right. that's really hard to do. That's that's one of the hardest. And it's a, being given the manager, you you have hard decisions you have well, to make. Well, we spend a lot of our time helping. We spend a lot of our time helping managers go talk to their their employees about what the executives feel about them. In okay. other words, executive feel that employee number one and number three are not performing well. And let's say in this scenario that they're correct. Okay. And they tell the manager and said, look, I need you to go talk to them because they're really messing up some projects that I'm involved with. And it takes that manager a long time to go tell that person Hmm. because... I mean, they should go do it ideally right after that conversation. Oh, I mean, the sooner the better. And what happens when we get involved, we have to take the manager into those conversations. And what is the first thing the employee says? Is well, it, am I how, being... No. Well, how long have you guys known this? Oh, I see. And then the uncomfortable conversation says, well, it's been about six weeks. What? Are right. you kidding? And then those friendship relationships really break up. Yeah, see, that's a long, that's the long-term problem. You're not thinking ahead. If you're going to be friends with these people, you might need to give some bad news sometimes. So we're talking about last time that it's possible that a manager's... Well, a manager will be put in a position where they have to give bad news possibly fire someone, uh, things like that. And and uh, if you're put in positions like that where you've befriended someone too much, things like that, 
it can really, really hurt the relationship. Like we were saying, you might hold on. The staff person might find out the manager knew about a bad decision long before they ever heard about it. And at that point, if you've been friendly with your staff as a manager, you want to keep that friendship. Yeah, you're trying to protect that friendship. Yeah. But yet you didn't tell your friend uh-huh. that 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 the executives feel you're not performing well, or well, you know, I'm your manager and I agree with them. You your performance has been really bad for the past two months, and the staff members going, dude, why didn't you say anything? Yeah. And 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 the look of surprise that comes in this in the staff member's face is like. I mean, we, we practically live together. You have your office right next to me. We see each other. We see we, we, Our kids play ball together. I mean, why weren't you going to tell me? And so the managers are trying to protect that friendship, but by not telling them the hard things of their performance, they're actually ruining their friendship. Yeah. You know, so, so with one with what one hand they're building up, which is those friendship relationships, with the other hand, by not telling them the good, the bad, and the ugly quickly. And letting them know uh, where they're stepping on landmines, well, then I mean, I thought you were my friend. That's what friends do, you know. So right, um, your staff lose trust in you. So they lose trust in you. Sometimes, well, I know that you we're saying that you uh, shouldn't be mainly focused on being their friends, which I know can sound to some managers like. So when I hear bad news, I'm supposed to go in and just deliver this bad news like a robot. Like I'm supposed no, to walk I in. I think that's a great point. It's not, I really believe, and I don't know, I'd love to hear what, what, what our listeners feel, uh, what their opinion. We yeah. ought to put, put post, do a post. Yeah, poll yeah, or do, something a poll. Facing, yeah do a poll. You know? But I really believe, and the way that we, we train it at Team Real World is that it's not an either or. It's not that you should be friends or you should not be friends. Mm. Okay. It's not. It, that's a very. It's confusing. What we say is that when you become a supervisor or manager, okay, you have to take on a level of professionalism. Yeah. That now requires you to be a le- a friend at a deeper, m- more professional level, mm. where I'm going to have to tell you bad things about your performance, where I'm going to not be able to disclose to you private confidential can't be gossiping things. With I can't staff. be gossiping. Third, I can't join you in the gossip. As a matter of fact, I'm going to encourage you to gossip with other people and come tell me what the issue is, but I can't join you in your gossip. Well, and on the staff, they're probably going to feel if you give bad news that you're kind of being a condescending friend, which right. I think the staff would have to just recognize that that relationship has you know, changed. And, and you also can't laugh at a, some, certain jokes. you know. Yeah, and, right. and so no. there's there's just some things that I can't do anymore because I'm a different kind of friend. Right. Okay. But but so it's not you don't become a robot. Okay, right. what I, we tell our managers, you become even a deeper friend. Why? Because you have to do three things. One is go take care of their problems, right? Uh-huh. Go right. Th- go be go advocate you have for your to friends. To them exactly on right. A go, basis. go listen to them. Find out what their problems are and go fight their fights. Go walk those halls. Go climb those ladders. Go into conversations and be Santa Claus to your friends. Okay, to your staff and bring solutions. I mean, you do that, you don't have to go bowling with them. They'll love you. Oh, and every time there's a new manager, whenever I'm at a job where a new manager has come in, usually because, you know, when you get a new manager that's hired, the attitude is usually like, guys, listen, I'm here for you. I'm here to make sure that I'm going to be here for your problems. You come and you tell me problems. And it's usually great the first week because they'll – 
they'll do stuff like, hey, listen, we need trash cans. I'm like, I'm getting you those trash cans in two days. Right. But then after a while, they just kind of almost buddy up with the executive and don't want to step on too many toes. So they'll just kind of That's right. deliver bad news and just kind of be like, ah, you know, it was the executive. It's not me. That's right. So yeah. you want to be that kind of friend. Right. Okay. Right, so right. that's why it's not an issue. The second thing is uh, the first one was what I said was fix their problems. Right. Yes. Fix the Listen problems. to them. Yeah. The, 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 uh, well, we touched we touched on on telling them their bad performance. Right. Okay. Right. Uh, third is be consistent. Be, okay. be, yeah. be consistent uh, in your uh, get into habits, build routines, organize things. Uh, help us become consistent. Don't play favorites. Um, don't gossip. Well, let your staff okay. see that. Let them see that when you're in meetings, that you're you're being consistent. You're holding them accountable. That's right. That's they they want that. They'll respect you for they that. They definitely okay. will respect and you. And I th- do think sometimes because I've been a part of being a staff where a manager, someone who's become a manager, tries to be consistent. I do think there will be a little bit of vetting. Do y'all think with the staff? Like you're going to try and be consistent. They'll kind of make fun of you, kind of like, oh, look at him. He's doing meetings every week. We're doing That's meetings right. every week. Is <laughs> that right? right. So right. I can sometimes you'll see them break down and be. Like, well, we did meetings four times a week, but they kept making fun of me. So right, we kind of stopped right. it. So, like, stick with it in being yeah, consistent. Yeah, be consistent. Just because con- they're making fun of you, maybe, or they're vetting you, don't be Well, don't and I think that's where all of these play in play a part. If you understand how the role of your friendship is now going to work on a deeper level, then take those little pot shots. Yeah, know, go, go to Walmart. Hazing you. They're go hazing to, go, you. Go, go to Walmart. Go to Target. Buy yourself an extra you know, a spray of uh, a, a thick skin and spray it on yourself. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, go exactly. buy a lot of cans and go put on your not first 90 days. They'll, they'll try this for your 90 days. If you're consistent, then it then is it your job yeah. to get shot at But, but if you're not taking it personally and you're, and, and, and you're really, what you have to convince your staff is that, look, now I'm the manager. Now I'm the supervisor. My number one job is to help you guys succeed. I'm here to serve you hmm. and you become a servant leader. Yeah. Okay. So again, that's why it's not either a friend or a robot. It's not a friend or no friend. No, you you become a friend at a deeper level, where where it says I will put my job on the line to go to those executives and get you that fifteen hundred dollars solution to that machine that that's not working for you. I'll go to IT and go fight fights because I love you guys and I'm your friend and I'm going to go. You know, so, you know, so right. It's a, it's a real deep. Uh, it's a deeper calling now of what it yeah. means to be a great leader. Okay, so that's why I really I'm, I react a lot to people saying let's not be friends. No, it's 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 a different kind of friend. It's it's a much truer, deeper, sincere friendship. Well, now what about like let's say you're doing a great job as a manager. You've got your side. Uh, you're taking care of your old friends, and you know the relationships change. You're doing well, but you still have a whole nother round of managers who have their old round of teams. And what yeah. if you guys are? What if there's like antagonism? Between the managers, I mean, I know that that happens. Right, that sometimes. happens. Oh, right, ready? That does happen. <laughs> the managers need to go and go. They need to go bowl. Right. They need to go. They, they need to go and. I think that's a really good point. They need to go bowling together. Managers have, don't see themselves as a good team across across across. Mm-hmm. They 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 want they only see their team below them as the one they connect with. Okay. Yeah. And. Uh, a lot of them do see their relationship with their executives or their immediate supervisor going up as being very necessary to be strong, right. but they don't see their camaraderie as necessary across department lines and across managers. And that's a powerful tool. Well, uh, I, in our opinion, it's the most powerful. Powerful tool. When managers are friends across department lines and they build that camaraderie, they can fix anything. Mm. Executives will listen to a united management team more than individual managers Absolutely. coming with individual well, proposals. Because I know executives act like they're and the executives are very tough. They usually have very thick skin. 
But well, if you've got, got for a reason. yeah, if you've yeah. got four managers staring you at the face, all saying, "Listen, man, oh, this man. just is not going to happen." Look, I, I've been I've, I've been in an executive role, um, and I enjoy it. I tend to enjoy the management level a lot of times. But but whenever I'm executive or I'm up in the chain of command, and and three branch managers come and tell me about a problem, it is a whole lot easier to say yes to that solution when they tell me that their twenty seven employees agreed because they've already sold the idea to them. You know what I'm saying? That's leadership. Leadership is it's about a lot of power. Is being united. But um, and I, I know we're probably running out of out of time in this segment. But the other element yeah. is that that um, that really the, the managers, in order to to be to, to gain the respect and leadership they want, is they need to create um, uh, energy and they need to create opportunities f- to have fun with their employees to have fun across department lines and to sincerely join in in those activities. Yeah. Then they should be the ones to regularly volunteer to have their uh, their hair shaved at the, at, at the company picnic or to be the ones dunked or, yeah. uh, you, you know what I'm saying? Be the butt of some jokes. And, and right. To be the butt of jokes and just recognize that if you're all at Chili's having a great dinner and everybody's having a great time, you know what? Everybody's having a great time it may not be bad for you as a manager to, you know, let me go home early and leave leave the staff to have fun without you. Right. Yeah. They need to make you the, 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 the joke. jokes. And, and, then, okay. and then say, hey, guys, I got to go. And that shows so much leadership. Right. And, and, and what you're hoping is that they're going to talk about you and they're going to tell you where to improve and that they say, hey, man, thanks for paying for that dinner that you took us out. Thanks for leaving us early. And, uh, it, you know, sorry we had to go home early. But see, that that's... That creates. So we assume that uh, a lot of the managers out there that are listening to this have probably been managers for a good while. Maybe a few people are coming up on probably a promotion to become a manager. Um, And we're saying that, you know, you've got to listen to your staff. You've got to listen to the problems because that's your role now, fixing problems. But what are some ways that people can start of next week? Figuring out what these problems are, because I might think I know what some of the problems are, but what if my staff isn't wanting to tell me? What if they're giving me deer in the headlights looks when I'm like, so guys, tell me the problems. Yeah, it's, it's, right. it's, it, that's a real problem. We were meeting with a manager, to a couple managers this morning where one of them said, uh, no, I, I feel like our staff ha- is telling us what the issues are. And the other team leader next to him wouldn't agree. I just kept shaking their head. She kept shaking her head. And so we looked at her and said, okay, so... Let's say her name was Nancy. Okay, Nancy, uh, what are you saying? And she's like, oh, I don't think they are. Uh. And the other one's saying, no, 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 no. I mean, we talk to them all the time. You see, it's the the personality, the extrovert is yeah. probably oh, yeah. saying, yeah, yeah well, I know what the problems are, right? right? The problems are one, two, three, four, five, right, 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 right. Okay, and so, of course, everybody else says, sure, those are the five problems. Okay, I know what the problems are. But the other one's the introvert. It's like. Yeah, what you don't know is when they leave the room, what they really say. Yeah, well, <laughs> and, and so she had to look at her colleague and say, "I say her name is Lori." Okay, yeah, there's Lori. They're not telling us; mm-hmm. they really aren't because I hear a lot of stuff that they're not regularly telling us. And so then the other one kind of snapped back and says, "What do you know that you're not telling me?" You see, mm-hmm. and and I had to, I had to, we kind of stopped them around this. Okay, do y'all see the fact that the information's not coming out? And okay. would you say, I mean, this is common? Very common. Very, common. Yeah. very, very common. All because companies. staff are very cautious oh, yeah. at not communicating the problems for many, many fears. Fears of retaliation, fear of getting blamed, 
<laughs> I had one to, yeah, fear of being told to fix it. And so every time I bring up a solution or a problem, I'm the one that has right. to go it's fix it. It's just a bigger problem. I, I, it just more work, more work gets added to me, you know? Yeah. So for whatever reason, okay, it what you're bringing up is a real problem that, that, that staff members don't easily tell managers or the upper uh, enchilants uh, the, what the issues are. Yeah. Okay. So the only way to the only way to really foster that to come out is to try a little tech, a, cu- a couple of techniques, and the one of the most popular techniques is to do it anonymously. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to assume that managers have staff meetings where they meet with their their staff on a regular basis. If they don't. That's the problem right there. They don't have a yeah. regular a regular right. touch point where they can be listened and heard. Which I think that's also pretty common that a lot of managers out there are just not meeting with their people. But let's assume that they let's are. Assume, let's right, assume. Yeah. And so you, what they should do is go into a meeting and just be real honest and say, "Hey, look, I've been listening to the show and I'm realizing I'm probably not asking you guys." to really sincerely tell me what the issues are. I'm probably not being your advocate. I'm probably not fighting your fights around the company. And you guys probably feel like I'm just probably a weak manager or I'm not really advocating for you. So give me another chance. Tell me what the issues are. Look, I'll step out of the room or come back next week at the next meeting and y'all talk amongst yourselves and write down the 15 things you need for me to fix. Hmm. Okay. I don't want to know who said what, and I really don't mind at all if you guys gossip about me or talk. Just tell me what the issues are. And if you if you happen to know or you feel that you know what the solutions are and y'all want to write it on the board and tell me the three steps on how to fix this issue, the seven steps, what I need to go tell accounting. If you guys want to tell me or you feel that you can ha- that you have the answers to these problems, I want to hear that too. Would you guys be willing to do that? And so... Your five, six, seven managers are probably going to have reaction like, you're going to go through this all over again. You're not going to do anything, you know, or, okay. So there's a trust factor that, oh, yeah. that they're, right. they're kind of wondering whether they should do it again. But if you can get your team to open up anonymously and you've and you've empowered them to do that. Yeah. And then when you come back, you have to come back in that room with thick skin. Because if you really want them to tell you what it is that needs to be fixed, half that stuff may end up at your feet for having been a bad manager. Right. And so you can't get defensive and say, yeah, well, you know, there's a reason why it is. And then there's a reason for that. And then you start blaming your peers, your, your other mm-hmm. managers. It's just going to be resetting to where you were. At the exactly. Beginning of that so you have so, to be very thankful to them. Very so, grateful yeah, so that you, you know your problems now. So that's right. You can't get defensive and you can't then start blaming why the other departments, because remember as a manager, you can't, your staff cannot hear you complaining about other managers. They yeah. cannot hear you complaining about other departments. Should you be doing this with other managers or should each manager do this with their department and then get together and look over the stuff that the, you got? The healthiest groups is, are like if you have seven managers, each one is doing this with their own. Okay. Okay. But but um, it's, it's tremendously powerful if all seven managers go and do what's basically a company-wide anonymous survey. Ah, okay. And it's led by the managers. Mm-hmm. And they request that those results are either sent to a third-party consultant or a third-party team. See, I always feel like self-promotion. Yeah. That's what we do, you know. <laughs> but but this is where also where HR can get involved and say, look, right, they use HR, and it'll be anonymous to HR. Sorry, it'll be anonymous to everyone. What you said, HR will know. Yeah. Right, they'll gather the data. They'll for gather you. the data, and then they'll give an executive summary to the owners and to the managers. Mm. Okay, but they won't disclose who said what. Okay. Um, but like what we said earlier, if three months later those problems aren't being fixed, 
then well, that's wow, the other. That's that's they're, they're, everyone's going to get so frustrated. How often do y'all see uh, people go through this? They get all their teams together, which I know can be fun. I've seen people do this with sticky notes. You can have tons right. of information going in, which can seem exciting. It's the beginning of solving problems, making new things happen. Uh, how do you make sure that that doesn't stop? There it doesn't stop it. We just got all this information, and oh yeah, I don't think we ever even did anything with yeah. that, did we? No, like, it, it really comes down to the weekly meetings, right? Okay, so you've got to bring all those problems the next week, and then the next yeah. week, and the last next week. week. Oh. We identif- last week we identified twelve items. Where are we with those? We assigned tasks. Where are we with those? Next week, how was the status of things? Where are we with those? Right, weekly updating on and, where you are on and those And that's problems. where the manager needs to come to those meetings, and the manager has to be accountable what they've done to fix problems. Hmm. Have they gone to other departments? Have they helped write new procedures? Have they gone to advocate? Have they gotten proposals to executives? Have they walked around to the different uh, 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 appropriate stakeholders to go fix things? And and another point, too, on those is you prioritize them. If you get 15, 30 uh, issues, prioritize them. Sit with your staff and say, let's prioritize them. Which ones do we want to work on first? Which ones can we have to wait on? Because things are difficult to push in any business. Well, the supervisors or the managers don't want to go and tell their staff, hey, I still don't have an answer. I still don't have an answer. And that's when managers don't want to go and have staff meetings. Mm -hmm. Why? Because the spotlight comes right back to me. And then I don't have answers. I don't have solutions. So you know what? We got nothing to talk about. I haven't heard anything. And then it becomes silent. And then your staff realizes these problems went nowhere. So we, we've been talking a lot about, we started this show talking about how there's a narrative with managers, a bad narrative a lot of times with the staff. And uh, we kind of hinted on a little bit, but it seems a lot like managers have, they're in a role right now that is a leadership role. It is, the, it is the most powerful role in company. And do you, our think, do you think that maybe that isn't there? It seems like there's not a lot of emphasis put on that uh, on that role. It sounds like they're in a higher position than they usually get treated. Yeah. It, and, and again, we sometimes feel like we're just broken record, you know, uh, you know yeah. a mantra. We, we just simply say, train your managers, train your managers, train your managers. How, so how do you improve your company? Train your managers. How do you improve your staff? Train your managers. Right. How do you get the executives to be more united? Train your managers. The, the managers are in the most powerful place in the company because when they lock arms together and become a united team, it is almost unstoppable how much they can help the the frontliners become awesome. Okay. Why? Because they're fixing problems with the executives. Right. And moving ahead the goals the executives have for their company, which is what the executive wants. When the executives see managers become that united team, man, they'll give them whatever they want. Why? Because they're rallying the, the they're rallying the troops. They're be, building great relationships. They're dealing with problems. They're not running away from issues. They're having tough conversations. They know how to have fun. You know, I mean, what executive team would not want to say, "Hey, what do, what else do you guys need?" Right, and it gives the executives time to go do their goals to move the business yeah. forward. So they're wanting. They're pretty much in. They're in a position of respect already. They just kind of maybe. Not wake up, but just kind of maybe get a little little bit of a shake. Like people are there. The, the staff really wants to respect you. They're, you're in a position where they right. want to be able to look up to you. Uh, I guess just take hold of the reins. 